Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Christmas. No. The NBA season. It is upon us whether we are ready or not. And Podthorn's here to talk to you all about it. New York City's, let's do it. My God, are we here already? Are we uh, uh, in some kind of time machine? Like it's. The NBA season starts in three measly days. And the Podthorn crew is all here to talk about it. Gentlemen, let's let's go clockwork and saying hello. My 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 dear man, Kool-Aid. Que paso? Que paso? <laughs> How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's busy. I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm excited for the season. Let's do it. Our next person, we spent the entire summer arguing with each other. I I I know he may not be ready for for some basketball, but basketball is here. Bam! Say hello to the New York Cities. Well, we are back, um, as you said. Not only have we arguing all summer, we argued like an hour ago. Um, about the Nets uh, spending, which we've had this conversation a million times. And like you said, whether we're ready for the season or not, it is here. Um, My juice level is rising, um, but it's not overflowing just yet. Mm. We're going to get you. We're going to get you on board, man. We're going to get you on board. I, I argue with you because I love you and I want you on my side. I argue with you because I'm a prick. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and last but not least, my homie, Macaroni. I thought I saw you in Manhattan today, Sam. I almost ran down the block and just talked to some guy that was not you. <laughs> What's up, my man? I mean, I was walking around Manhattan a lot today, but so you, it could have been me, but... You know, I'm, I I can't believe that the that all the Philly sports teams are doing great. It puts me in a bad mood, but I'm I'm ready to talk. Uh, I'm ready to talk Nets. That's the worst, right? I, like I I don't wish them success at all. But you know what? Let these two teams have success because the most important one that we need to fail is the 76ers. Gentlemen, let's get right to it. We'll talk about that 76ers pick a little later. We just had a whole normal preview. I mean, a preseason. We're having a preview right now. We had a whole normal preseason, and that's rare for this group. It was needed uh, coming off the off season that we had of of all kinds of you know villainy, skullduggery, and uh, uh, plain old bitch assness, but. Our preseason went without a hitch, which was important. Going from right to left, Kool-Aid, why don't you start me off with telling me what you saw and just giving me, you know, uh, 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 some some of your thoughts on what we saw in the preseason. Well, what we saw in the preseason, I'm not going to count the first two games because I think that's getting the jitters out. Um... You know, teams just getting used to each other, the new concepts. Um, so I'm going to go with the second half. So that's kind of like our season last year. Mm-hmm. We saw the ugly, then we saw the good. Um, so when saying that, uh, I saw a team that's buying in from the top to bottom and bottom to top. Where 
this year the role players are actually playing a role so they're more effective because they know what's needed from them and what's expected. The offense, you know, we already scored at the highest clip last year. It just looked like a well-done machine the last two games. But I'm more impressed with the defensive schemes and how they're using the players in the length. And you can see just by having height how it's bothering other teams. So I, overall, it was a successful um, preseason for me. I'm happy because all I looked for was turn the turnovers going down and the flow of the offense. I I think that's I think that's key. But you've been a critic of the Nash and the system that he's running. Okay, um, let me make sure I say this. <laughs> give Nash credit for going to get Igor, even right. though I loved Igor before. But to know that somebody he can't do it, he's not good at something. To right. get somebody that his guy that can do something efficiently. The reason why I was mad at that system is because we never saw it. True. And I saw it disappear a little bit in the preseason, even though you shouldn't, you know, pay too much to the preseason. But still, it. I think Ben, I think they run their stuff more when Ben is on the floor. And surprisingly to me, I've seen them in the half court and I was shocked at how functional they are in the half court because I you know you hear the critiques you hear what people say about Ben he doesn't have a shot but I think on a team like this with so many shooters and with his vision and 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 I I, I think he's one of those point guard s type of players that could run a system the system seems to run a little bit more when Ben is you know um running it am I am I just you know, super hyped about Ben, or or is do you see that happening? Cool. Did we lose? No, him? no, no. I'm here. Okay. Um, I think with Ben, um, he's everything that's been advertised and more. Mm. Because and, um, he allows he allows the scorers, the pure scorers, which are our two stars to do exactly what they need to do. Becoming downhill off the move as uh, as opposed to dribble, 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 and then everybody's waiting and watching. Right. Right. I, so, overall, you're happy with what you're seeing? Before I oh, go I'm to ecstatic. maybe some... I, some... I, I, am, I am ecstatic. <laughs> um, I, can, I can't state that more or more than I am right now that it looks like we have a plan and a team like this with a plan is dangerous. All right. So now the feel good stuff has come out. <laughs> Bring us back to the, to the planet. Um, uh, Bam, what have you seen? And I know, I know you've been kind of like not ready to watch basketball, but yes. Yeah. I mean, Some of your look, responses I, I, recently tells me that you've watched more. What what do you, what do you, what have you seen with the in the preseason? So I I think the biggest noticeable difference in the team is the speed and athleticism. Yes. Length. I, you know, like there's no Lamarcus Aldridge, there's no Blake. Uh, even like James Johnson was kind of slow. The adding Ben and to this point Royce. Right. You know, to Irie. Kevin and Claxton they're getting hands on balls, they're getting up the floor faster they're, they're, this is the best fast break basketball the Nets have put on the floor since uh, Jason Kidd was here yeah. um, and you're, one thing about passing with Ben, you know, th- there's some concerns there I'm sure we'll get to later but passing is a contagious thing um, a, a team and you see like Kevin has made quite a few nice passes in transition, yeah. carry the same so I'm very pleased with the activity level defensively, um, the, the pace in which they're playing. There does seem to be a sense of urgency. Um, so, so those are the things that I like. I mean, for sure, I think Igor was a much-needed move. You know, we'll see if it pays dividends over the, over the season. Correct. But the most noticeable thing, particularly in the last two games, was just the, the urgency and speed in which they're playing with. 
so I think they're complete, like you know, Ben fouled out or whatever. But the 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 crazy thing is, Ben is not bigger than Giannis. Ben is not quicker than some of these guards we saw yesterday. Uh, um, he's quick. He's definitely quicker than D'Lo though. But is it is it Igor or is it Ben? Because there's a there's a drop off when he comes off the court on the defense. It just by the time he leaves the court, it doesn't matter anymore. So you're not even really worried about the defense as much. But is it is it Igor or is it or is it Ben, Bam? Well, it's probably it's a combination of things. He's an element that they didn't have last year, right? Both Ben and the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like what they've done in terms of they've done a few times where they'll run Kevin off two screens, and then Ben is basically bringing the ball towards that action to turn himself into both a passer and another screener. Right. Uh, so they, they've been able to free Kevin up that way. I mean, that's really going to have to be the counter to the, the, the team slacking off of him. Yeah, I have. Is that? I mean, you were a guard. Is that? Is that something that you've seen before? Because for me, I I looked at it and was like, what what witchcraft is this? This dude basically just was his own. He he just set his own pick. Like, is, what part of basketball right, is that? Frankly, like Draymond does a lot of that too. Because yeah, teams are right. willing to, even though Draymond is a more willing shooter than Ben. Mm-hmm. Teams are still, particularly like when you get into the postseason, they're willing to live with him shooting. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's something that the Warriors certainly do a lot with him. Um, I mean, as a pass-first point guard, to me, like if you would have played me like that, I would have loved it because there's no pressure, there's no hands in my face, nothing in my passing lanes. Uh, and for him, obviously, with his height, it, it, it certainly is going to open up things for him. You know, I still have my concerns about him and Claxton together, but, you know, I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later. Yep. Sam, we've we've been uh, needing your body language takes. <laughs> What's the vibes you're getting from from preseason so far? I mean, I I don't really, to be honest, I don't really have any body language takes, which I think is like the first time I haven't had any because I think they just seem like a normal basketball team. Like it. Let, let me let me give you one. Let me give you one that might not have been very obvious. After their first win. Um, after the Milwaukee game, you see Kevin Durant sitting on the uh, scorer's table and he's smiling and he's laughing and he's doing a little dance and whatever. Old Moody, Moody, Mr. Pants, <laughs> sad pants and, and gloomy Gus, um, Kevin Durant was smiling and doing a little, dancing a little jig. Did you, did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, he definitely he definitely seems good, I, and I think a lot of that is also for the fact that I think they have. And this is part of the reason why I like their off season. I think they have a bunch more adults in the room. I think Royce makes a really big difference. Um, I think Markeith makes a big difference. Obviously, you still have Patty, and you know, like the the biggest thing about this team, to be honest, and this is you know, like it it, it might sound simple to say, but it's truly how I feel. Is like. Watching this team, you basically just see how unlucky last year was because, like, right. like last year we we kind of or people blamed a lot of things that I don't think were really the root of the issue. Like you had like you know like Nash got a lot of blame. You had like the Kyrie Vax thing, which which obviously like deserves some of that of blame. You you have you know like the the guys that were signed nine through fourteen or fifteen on the team, but the real issue was that like most of the guys that were good didn't play last year. And like when the Nets, like the Nets were looked so good against the Bucks and the, and the Wolves. And this is without Harris and Curry and possibly TJ Warren, who might be a part of the group. Like, but, but they have so many, there's so much talent and they're, and for right now, knock on wood, they're all healthy that it just makes a huge difference. I mean, this team is, it's not as top heavy as the team that lost to the Bucks. But this team is like leaps and bounds more talented than the, than the team that 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 lost to the box. Like it's not even to me. It's not even close. Like I think that I disagree. We you know, we've had this conversation. We don't we don't have a player as good as that year's James Harden. And I think no, I agree. Yes, I agree with that. We're, I, we're probably deeper, but I would I'd rather have less depth and that player. 
No, yeah, you told me, yeah, I mean, from a, from a pure scary, like, winning a championship, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, this team has, this team has, like, this team goes 10 or 11 deep with, like, real guys, as opposed to, like, I mean, by the seventh or eighth guy, you were basically playing, like, you know, the the Mike Jameses and Tyler Johnsons of the world. Like, this, I mean, this yeah, team Yeah, you're just, still talking about Shamit and, and, uh, uh, TLC, that... We was yeah, we was stocked with some bad players, and this team has better players than that team. Yeah. Going down the line, like I would prefer to have had what I've seen from, and you know, I'm I'm very critical of of Dayron and those guys. I think I think I think we need better players, but at the same time, <laughs> I I'll take a Dayron over like. Who was our second and third center? I, I don't even remember. It was just terrible. And Blake was good, I have to admit. Blake was good. And the thing that we don't know if we've replaced, but it looks like we might have um, with Royce O'Neal, is uh, uh, Green. He he was good, man. And, and we missed him last year. So I, I do understand that. And that, But, um, bam, I would also add to that, you have to... You got to take Harden with all of his parts, meaning Harden being injury prone, like that Harden getting a hamstring, like he got hurt without anything even playing. I think that's just indicative of who Harden is going into the future. No? To to that point, he had been a pretty reliable player in terms of showing up and playing and durability. I mean, he it almost seems like he still hasn't recovered from that hamstring. Like that was like the final straw on his uh, athleticism for his career. But I, I would, I mean, I don't want to get into a revisionist history thing here, but I would, would have argued that he was the best player on that team in 2020. Fair. And he definitely, he definitely played the most. Um, yeah. You know, uh, let's, let's think about it. Let's think about who we're going to need the most, right? I, I'll start off um because I think it's key to to understand, you know, not only what makes the team tick, but the what we can't lose in this team. I'll start off and I'll and I'll say a wrong answer, but it's it's my answer. <laughs> Cause um but I think Ben is ridiculously important to to this team's success. I think I think we could survive if we had Ben and Kyrie Ben and um Kyrie. Or Ben and KD, but not if we had Kyrie and KD. Meaning, even though they look like the the, the two of them together look like the very best team I've ever seen in the playoffs, uh, with from my biased opinion, um, they looked incredible together against the Bucks two years ago. But I think for the Nets to be a transcendent team, they need a defense, and. And what I've seen so far is that Ben Simmons is defense in the box. He's he puts so much pressure that a good defender like Claxton all of a sudden looks elite. Uh, a good but some timey defender like Kevin Durant all of a sudden is you know blocking weak side shots and getting steals and starting the fast break and you know when you have someone who's such a disruptor who just basically is a blanket by himself it allows other people to operate so so the guy I'm gonna say is key to this whole thing and and not the best player he's the he's the third best player that is for sure but I'm I think he's the key player that that opens up our chances to win a championship. What say you, Kool-Aid? Yeah, I think, well, they built a team around them. Um, so in building the team around them, you kind of told, they kind of talking about Ben, right? Yeah. You kind of show his importance. The unique beauty of KD is he doesn't need you to, um, you know, team doesn't have to build around him. He can play in any system. Right. So he's freelancing himself anyway. Yeah. So if you truly want to win, the best thing to do is have a system 
around your weakest link, which has been. So now he's, you know, got a whole bunch of shooters. But he ties it all together offensively and defensively. Him and Royce. I saw KD play real defense the other night against um, Minnesota. He really decided to guard. It was a it was a preseason game. And was excited so, about it, too, which surprised me. You know what KD kind of – Ben and Royce do is you, you kind of let KD just play like more of a help role. He, he doesn't have to guard the other team's best player for stretches. So right. you can let him just use his length as, you know, weak side help, you know, getting in passing lanes, that type of thing. Whereas last year, you know, like he's guarding Jason Tatum in the playoffs. So it's yeah. just, <laughs> Which that's is not, ben, not beneficial for us. And not the best way to deploy your best player. Um, uh, did you want to add something on that, Kool-Aid? Yeah. I, um, Bam just alluded to it. Like, so – now that KD doesn't have to guard the best, his offense goes back to thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he has to play those kind of minutes, he'll be fresh. I, I, so, you know, when you see it, I just think that um, I know it was the last preseason game. I was more worried about injuries than anything. Me too. But just in a matter of, I think for us to have our best success, he needs to play 32 minutes. Yep. Yep. But Bam. Ben is the most important person. Bam, who's your guy? Who do you think makes this whole thing go? 11. Oh. Kyrie. Because oh, it's he like. Looks good. Oh, he looks good. Kyrie. He does look good. <laughs> Kyrie. No homo. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Kyrie's the I said to you guys last night. Like, in terms of, like, how they're going to play this year, I have no concerns about his game. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie can torpedo this thing at any point, you know. He, he's the guy that can make or break the attitude, the, the locker room. Right. And, you know, over the last couple of years, like, when Kyrie is really cooking, like, the Nets just kind of become, like, very tough to keep up with. Right. So... Yes, Ben's dimension is a huge, you know, but you really, there's no right or wrong answer to this. I, I just think Kyrie, even like the fans, he's the most liked player on the team. Practice oh, at the he, park. From what hands, I'm reading, he had by far the best ovation. Hands down. Hands down. I think because practice in the park is younger. Team, man. Practice in the park is, practice in the park is young, young fans. And so the, the TikTok Nets group is it's all about um, Kyrie and and, and um, I couldn't I, I I agree with what you're saying I, I like what you're saying S- Sam who's your guy you know I said this last year and then he got hurt I'm going with Joe Harris again um, mm. they I I just think that this team when he's when he's shooting the way that he's capable of as like basically the best three point shooter in the league, I just think that they're beyond devastating. And I think the fact that he also has, I mean, it, like I know that it's hard to erase the Milwaukee series, but because he was both terrible offensively and defensively, but his size coupled with like his ability to sometimes score in the paint and his ability to guard some wings and just like, when, when he's hitting from three, I just think they're beyond devastating. I have a couple of stats about uh, with Harris. So in the last two seasons, the Nets are 55 and 28 when Harris plays, just plays. When, when Harris hits two threes or more, they're 49 and 21 the last two years. And, when he, and uh, in the last three years, when he hits two plus threes, they're 77 and 41. Like, they're basically like a 70 percentage uh, win, win team, a little bit less when, when he's on the floor and he's doing his thing. And because of that, like, I just, I don't know, I, I think he's the extra piece that just kind of makes them um, unbeatable. And I also think that he, there is a difference having him on the floor versus Royce in terms of how much more reliable he is as a shooter. Um, I think I, I think Royce Nets fans are going to go up and down with because he his shooting is obviously not nearly at the same place as, as Harris, and he could be a guy that if his shooting is off, people really start sagging off. Whereas whether Harris is in a slump or not, you have to be on him, and he just creates unbelievable spacing for this team. He's def- you know Royce is definitely streaky, 
and that's and that's a hell of an argument. It makes and it makes a ton a ton of sense. I I just wonder, Sam, can Seth play that role? Because I'm looking at Harris being hurt again, and that scares me. And that's all one of my concerns on my list of concerns. But yep. because we have Seth, can Seth fill in that that piece enough to to have the same type of results of um, that Harris was giving us? I think the issue with the issue with Seth, and it's the reason why, even though he like might be my favorite net on the team, why I think he should probably be the odd man out trade wise, is that he's such a disaster on defense that if you're going in a final lineup with Seth and Kyrie, like the it's just I mean we saw what happened in the Celtics series. It's just I mean I know that Seth was playing on one ankle, but like I mean defensively that's I mean Seth is just bad. Like he's not good. He's he's fairly slow he's not athletic he's short he's not particularly strong and so even though I think he's unbelievably creative and great offensively his lack of height and athleticism versus Joe I think is what makes him just far more expendable in a trade than than uh than Harris which I think like I think a lot of Nets fans are just kind of sick of Harris because he's got the injury and he's you know uh he had the Milwaukee series and he's been with the team for a while and Seth is this new toy and he's kind of swaggy he's always dressed really well but i, I don't know i just he, he, <laughs> his sweat's all on point <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, if, if i'm being as rational of a net fan as i can be and this is talking to someone who exchanged his Harden jersey for a Seth jersey like i i think that he's i think he unfortunately is the is the odd guy out if you're gonna make a trade for a stretch big or a backup a real backup point guard whatever it is yeah, and might be uh, more necessary than we think. All right. No, no, I disagree with that. Hold Go on. ahead. I disagree with that take. The reason why is Seth makes $8 million and gives you the same shooting and more playmaking than Joe, right? Joe may give you more defense. But if Joe's hurt all the time, you take that $18 million and then you get all the pieces you need. I like that, Sam. Right, but if he's hurt, right, but if he's hurt, but if he's hurt, right, but if he's hurt all the time, then he also has no trade value. Yeah, but you still don't want to be stuck with eighteen million dollars again. Right. You know, but, with but, it. but but if but if he is hurt all the time, you are stuck with him. I mean, like he's a just, shooter. This is the NBA. He's a shooter. No, but I mean, if his I mean, if his ankle is really is is as fucked up as what some people thought last year, and now it's he. I mean, he seemed to calm everyone down. But and I agree with you that obviously his money, you can like, and you've said this to me before, you can obviously. Uh, take back two pieces opposed to one. I just think that I just think that Seth has a decent amount of value, and I think the league is kind of scared about. That. I mean, is Harris? It's weird to get two straight ankle surgeries and to now have soreness coming off there. Like, I think that his, I think Harris's value right now is 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 pretty. Guess what? And and that's fine. You're not asking to get an All NBA player. So even with his value being low, it's still high enough for what we're trying to do. I mean, cool. Um, the the best argument for, for 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 what you're saying with Harris is that there's going to be so many teams tanking that even if he is hurt, they're going to be like, so what? <laughs> but no, no. Yeah, but that's true. And it's the NBA. Like, you most people will wait into the playoffs for that kind of shooting. I just think that just like we just saw Wiggins take that deal. That what what did Curry sign before? A uh, 32, 32 for four. He might get the same deal again. At thirty-one, I, I, I think, I think Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry is going to approach twenty million dollars in free agency next year. Nah, not if you extend them now. A I, year, I, I agree with Bam. He's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, a I mean, that's, that's, Joe Harris makes seventeen million a year. You know that that contract was signed a couple of years ago. Like the cap is just the going up, way up, and yeah. So you telling me a guy He's not worth it, but he's gonna get who it. Who never he's made ten it, yeah. yet, right? Who never made ten yet. Is yeah, gonna they, jump to twenty. Yeah, it might be like a shorter deal, like two years, forty or something like well, that. Well if the Nets can give him the Nets can give him can give him that. If that's the yeah. case of essentially the Nets are gonna be faced with a decision at the deadline, like do we do we trade Joe and re up Seth? Yeah, trade Seth. We already have Joe under contract for next year. Probably, you know, what they can get back will, will be the determining factor for those two guys. So, 
I think we're all in agreement one of them is going to be gone at some point this year. Yeah, we, we, just don't need a, we just don't need both of them. What the they can't is, is do... Is Patty gone? Because it's not just those two. Yeah, Patty it's sucks. a triplet. We get that Patty sucks. <laughs> we know that. But we were stuck with him anyway this year. No matter... If he would have did good, yeah, he would have opted out and went somewhere else. But he had the player option. So, you know, I look at it that he's here for Ben right now as his moral support, but he's in that same boat. Do you take him for a run? I, I think there's a I think there's a chance he's gone as salary filler if need be. Yep. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there. I mean, it's clear you can't. I think it's clear generally, and I think we're all in agreement that given that Patty's trade value is like is it has has cratered, and and that he's also there partially tied with Sean and uh, and Ben. I think it's and I mean you can't. It's it's hard to justify having you know these four. I mean Harris is obviously taller, but the Kyrie, Patty. Uh, Seth and and Joe like so, someone isn't gonna someone isn't gonna make it and that's why that's why I like Joe making it assuming that he can be healthy just because I think his I think his size actually is is really helpful but yes Sam, I, in somebody an ideal, in an ideal I agree in an ideal world Joe is the better fit assuming his play and health are what we yeah, have come right. to expect of him I think he is a better fit yeah. um, the most and I, and I, I think both of them should be coming off the bench frankly. Yeah, well, yeah, but the most hilarious thing I've heard on this is the conspiracy theories on why Patty is still here. Supposedly, um, Sean Marks is just looking out for his countrymen. Uh, Somebody needs to tell that's Twitter that New Zealand and Australia, even though their accents kind of sound similar, is not the same country. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Like, the the ridiculous things that I got to argue argue with. I, I think Patty's here because of Ben. I think yeah, the Nets are investing everything into making Ben comfortable. And, and if they keep those three guys, will have a lot to do with how good they look with Ben. Um, and <laughs> if if it's a huge offensive advantage to, to for him to have all those shooters, they may come back. And and then, which is one of me and Bam's re- reoccurring arguments, we can figure out how cheap this owner is. Well, another thing that we got to realize is with these contracts, you want to get them done now before the new CBA. Because in the new CBA, there's going to be max contracts where guys are making 70 mil. That's coming. <laughs> so these little contracts now are... These old CBA contracts are going to be considered great contracts when the uh, the new CBA comes. Okay. Now, just in all the stuff we just talked about, um, um, let's just address all of our concerns and lay them out on the table. Let's exercise them. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Start... Tell me what is your deepest, darkest nightmare of what could go wrong with this team? Um, my deepest, darkest nightmare of what can go wrong. KD gets hurt. Um, not necessarily. Not, let's not make it a, a let's predict it's hurt. What <laughs> that is my deepest, my darkest. Nightmare. That's my what, nightmare. What I what I mean more so is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all of ours. Uh, what I mean, and let me knock on wood. Um, yeah, rephrase what, what that I, so I can answer let, it. The way let me rephrase like. it. What have you seen that concerns you? What looks like it could be the biggest problem from what you've actually seen this year in the preseason? Um. Uh. Now, non-injury related, okay. Non-injury related, the worst thing. Hmm. It don't gel. Um, yeah. But does it look like it? it? Have you? Oh no, no. It looks no, like it's it gelling doesn't. like a motherfucker. 
Yeah, but Bam alluded to it. Kyrie could take it all down, and so could a Moody KD. Mm. See, with KD, I'm more worried if we get <sighs> off onto a bad start. If we get off to a bad start and he starts to lose hope, that could take us down. But let's not let's not be negative. What have we seen, Bam, that concerns you? The uh, Claxton and Simmons being unplayable in playoff games and uh, late in games due to free throw shooting. Talk talk about that a little bit. Th- those guys are absolutely terrible free throw shooters, and it's not going to get better. It's nope. just not. It would have happened by now. They 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 can't shoot from the line. It's in their heads. They have two like shacks in their lineup. And but here's that is it. But here's That's the thing, though. Problem. Here's the thing, though, Ben. It's in the fourth quarter to end the game. I don't think Claxton's going to be on the floor. I think Ben sure. is going to be the point center, and right. you're going to have, and you're going to have uh, those three point shooters out there. Teams are going to put him on the foul line. You asked what my the fear is, right? So like, right. that to me that that's a big thing. They, they have right now they have two starters that are unplayable in a game where foul shooting is going to be in the mix. They are unplayable. Yeah. And they also happen to be the two best defenders on the team. True, but so I think they... that's that is a double negative. It, it, it's a, and Ben does not. Ben is not. Look, you're see, you're seeing signs of what Ben can do, right? With the passing, his size, his defense. But you're right. also seeing a guy that is completely unre, you know reluctant to shoot the ball. How many how many shots has he taken? Is he even taken Nine. twenty shots? In Nine. The four games. <laughs> Nine. That's. Yeah, so <laughs> That's what I, I was thinking. This is the this is the preseason, and you know we're excited, but like these aren't real games. The the, the, the scouting is going to change as the games. The the game planning changes. Right, they're the, going to figure out some weaknesses. The, the, the situational uh, uh, game comes into play, and that is a major concern: is that they have two guys that cannot take a, a shot from fifteen foot away and put it in the basket. Two out of four times. I mean, like these are one for five guys. These are guys that can be one for ten in games. We, we saw it already out of Claxton in Game Three versus Boston. Yeah, you know, and I, I got another. Yeah, go ahead, Clay. I got another nightmare. <laughs> go ahead, Clay. We don't get the we don't get that backup guard that can actually maintain the lead or extend it, and now we're forced to play our starters. 44 minutes. Yeah. Yes. The the, the team, it, it's it's crazy to say, but the team is really needs another ball handler. Because I, I don't trust Curry as a ball handler. Joe can't dribble. O'Neal can't dribble for shit. Um, yeah. You know, really, and I, I don't want Ken Thomas being our point guard. No. Sam, hop in here. What's your concern? What concerns you, rather? Yeah, my, I, mine is all about is all about Ben, and I, I um, uh, sorry, there's a lot of uh, honking going on outside my apartment, but um, my thing is more so about, and I don't mean to be negative, but I kind of skew the way Bam does on this, which is that you know Ben has has looked has had some amazing passes, and like him playing well makes me happier than any other net playing well, but like that dude is still making extra passes when he should be going into people and going into the, uh, and, and getting to the foul line, especially in a preseason game. And what I'm nervous about is like this dude, I mean, they play a lot of good teams early on and they play a lot of teams that are seasoned in the playoffs and are not going to, you know, fucking t- take it easy, especially on a team like the Nets where who everyone clearly likes to uh, be, <laughs> give their best effort for. And, Ben, you know, is going to be put in spots where they're either going to tell him, like, you have to drive or you have to shoot or you have to do something. And this whole, like, him playing on Too Cool for School act is going to get old incredibly quickly. He starts kind of making the extra or, or picking up his dribble or doing any of that stuff. And that's why I was not as blown away by his preseason as other people were. And I'm and I'm I'm still I'm still concerned about him. And to to take it another level. I think that if he goes back to a lot of his, you know, uh, scared, hesitant tendencies, I think it's going to be the biggest turnoff of all time to someone like KD. Because, like, that's where KD starts thinking, like, I can't believe, like, 
like Harden was part of this. Like, like this dude is, you know, like we have this dude here. This dude is like too is too afraid of the moment. You know, Katie's the opposite of that. He wants the moment type of thing. And that's where I think you actually have ripple effects of shit actually getting kind of kind of scary. And, so, and in a body language moment that I thought about you and the moment that I saw it. There was so, a like. Uh, are you, are you going to say when he saw that last night? No, uh, no, 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 no. When uh, he saw that last night, Katie was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" But yeah. not at, not towards him. That was towards the yes, ref. Yes, he was. No, it was at Ben. He was like, "What are you doing? What a stupid foul!" What? That's not what Go I back saw. And watch it. When, when he fouls out, <laughs> Durant has is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what is stupid?" It was a stupid, lazy defensive foul. And, like, if that was a real game, you'd be like, yo, if you just took yourself out of this game in the third quarter for, for that? Wow, I mean, you, see, you saw all of that? I didn't see that at all. I, I mean, look, 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 spade a spade, right? Like, KD's comments and the and every – look, I mean, I've been playing with the, uh, the Twitter and Instagram body language doctor where KD follows everybody on the nets besides, like, Ben. I think there's something weird there. I've always felt that way. Mm-hmm. And – Katie's comments in in uh, like during preseason and training camp are not like the most you know I'm like I'm here to you know give Ben a give Ben a hug and rainbows and butterflies. He's basically like right. I expect him, when when I they ask him, him a hard question about about Kyrie, it's all like you know I love him. He's my guy. Just, you yeah, know, Ben off- has no rope with KD. I think Kyrie gives him a lot of rope. That, like and 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 that's why like. There's, I think there's nothing that KD finds more frustrating. There's a couple of plays. If I'm gonna go back to my, uh, my, my uh, body language pedigree, like there's, there's nothing that I, I felt like annoyed KD more than Ben driving and some, and you have two people crashing the lane and Ben does the extra pass when like the guy in front of him is like George Hill or you know D'Angelo Russell, and it's like just go at the guy and either dunk or get fouled. And like if you miss the free throws, you miss the free throws. But like. This like doing the extra pass and then it gets deflected. Like there were a couple times where I don't think KD sees it as like, oh, that was a good pass, good look. It's a little bit like, dude, I know what you're doing. You're avoiding like what you basically are don't want to be doing. Right, KD, KD. Like if you look at the way KD looks at um, Cam Thomas, shows you his whole basketball yep. perspective. Great point. For, yep. for for me, Cam Thomas is a flawed, flawed player who's not an NBA player. But he gets buckets. Undeniably, he gets buckets. And when KD looks at Cam Thomas, it's like he's looking at his newborn baby son. Like, yeah, let's get get show, do that little fall away shot thing you do. He's so cute, you know. But with Ben, he doesn't like. You don't. You don't. I don't think he respects defense. I don't think he respects necessarily court vision. Those aren't the type of players that he that he seeks out to play with. He wants to play with. James Harden. He wants to play with Kyrie Irving, and and you know bucket getters. So uh, that's gonna. He also, he also respects guys. He also respects guys where where the moment isn't too big. That's why you know he likes you know Clay and Draymond and you know like well, big, like if he like, if he respected that so much, he should have stayed with them. No. Yeah. Well, you know, not, he, didn't respect, <laughs> he didn't respect that because. It's not the narrative. All of these yeah. players, right. if you're a superstar, you have your own narrative where you want to be the man. Yep. And yeah, you'll sacrifice something, but the reason why you're that good is it's because of that chip, that arrogance, right? That killer instinct. So when you are, you know, when you at that highest uh, uh, peak for them, where you already led a team to the finals. How do you not um, want the credit? Like, we can all sit here and say how good Golden State was, but was they beating the Cavs again after they came back 3 1 nope. without without Durant? No. Nope. So, not at all. you know, it, it's not the team that he ever was going to get the praise like as if he was at OKC. And he's a little soft in that area. So he respects bucket getters because that's what the league makes you respect. Mm-hmm. Everything is catered to the offensive player. Yeah, it's more. I, I do think it's more than that, though. I think it's. I think it's not just like. I think there are other guys in the league that he respects that aren't necessarily bucket getters. I think it's that. I think it's that KD knows, and I think 
I think basically, I think KD knows what I think what Bam is thinking right now, what I'm thinking right now, maybe what you guys are thinking right now, which is the big elephant in the room, which is that in a game six playoff game in Milwaukee, with the crowd going insane, like how is Ben going to handle the fact that people are ten feet off of him and that you know he's he's not he's not driving and he's not like that that's the shit because that like. To me, that's also relatable for someone, even though I never played sports at a level as high as BAM or, or, or obviously even Kool-Aid. Like, you know, you know, you know, like your teammates and you know what their weaknesses are and you know that you're kind of waiting. Like, when is that shoe going to drop of, oh, fuck, this is the thing that like we were kind of nervous about the whole time. And now it's and now it's coming to fruition. And sometimes, you know, people rise to the moment like Giannis did with his free throws. But Ben has never proven that he's going to do that. So that's what I'd be nervous about. Right, and, and, and all of that is fair, but my one of my biggest critiques of KD is he's got horrible basketball take, taste. He, he, the players that he thought was good and that would have been good for this team, a lot of it was, was bad taste on his part. We know DeAndre Jordan was a bad player, and teams need Ben Simmons uh, or Ben Simmons types, and successful teams have had Ben Simmons types. You know, Rodman, as an example, uh, uh, the Detroit Pistons. Um, it's a different effort, man. Th- it's but I'm still, you you, you still have you, can't compare. you you still have Draymonds. You still have those guys. You still have Tristan Thompsons. Draymond ha- the three. If, if you leave Draymond open, you, maybe it's not a good idea. But he's not afraid to shoot the ball. Right, but and, I, and a, I have to say, but I think. I personally think that a better option is what Ben does, which gets which he gets the ball to the guy who can shoot it. And and because they have so many options, I, I feel like Ben is gonna lengthen Kevin Durant's career. I think that gonna, Ben look, is gonna make him look better because he's gonna defend Eves, like Eves. Ho, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Respond to the respond to this, Ben. Right. The other night I watched Ben Simmons guard Giannis by himself, one-on-one, and have successful results like four times. Not saying you can stop Giannis, but I'm saying if I'm Kevin Durant and I need to add something to the Nets, I need the guy that I could just throw on Giannis by himself more than I need another guy who's going to fucking get buckets. He doesn't have to get buckets. But he can't be completely out there, unwilling to shoot or get fouled. That is going to it's it'll be fine in in January. It'll be fine in February, March. But when fine April in the comes, regular season, it's gonna, it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb. And his comments about Giannis the other day were the biggest brick he's thrown up all offseason. That he made absolutely it showed a total lack of self awareness. And he was basically like, well, like, I suck at shooting, but, like, so does Giannis. But actually, like, Giannis doesn't suck at it anymore. He's drastically improved his shooting from the start of his career, even just back in 2020 with the whole counting down the free throws thing. I don't, I don't think that's what he's saying. It. I think he's poor. He said it poorly. <laughs> said. I, think, I, think that's, I think he said it poorly. But if you're looking at Giannis, right, Giannis gives you a lot of things. Giannis does not give you the court vision that Ben does. Giannis, it's like it's like Ben can't win for losing. <laughs> I mean, can't lose, can't win. He said, all, all he could have said was, "Look, that's a deficiency in my game that I'm working on, but I still feel like the other things I bring to the table could help this team win." End of story. He made like a colluded argument that like just because somebody else also sucks at shooting, like doesn't matter that I suck at it. Like it, it just was weird. He's he's had he's had a couple of comments this like and, and I that's why I've soured during this preseason. He's had a couple of comments starting with the JJ Reddick podcast now to, to this moment, which I didn't even know about the Giannis quote that Bam just said, that I thought to be utterly bizarre. I thought his comments about like him airballing that free throw and him saying like, Well, a bunch of my teammates airballed free throws, like is just a weird thing to say. I think that he he, no, he feels picked on. He he feels picked on, and I and Here's honestly, just going by just going from from Twitter, he is picked on, and he's picked on by the media, and he's picked on, and he's defending himself. He can he is the top one percentile of the NBA in talent. This he is a freakish talent, 
And even though he's elite at things that there's no one with the combination of I am the very best defensive, potentially the very best defensive player of the in the NBA. 50% of the game is played on the defensive side, and there's probably nobody better than me at it. And on top of it, I got court vision, and I'm 6'11", and I play point guard. That's fucking incredible. And if you're that incredible, and you have that in your bag, and you got to deal with fucking dweebs talking about an air ball or zooming in onto a, some behind-the-scenes shot to criticize so, your jumper, that's ridiculous to me. So... Every, yeah, but so he had thicker skin than that. Listen, every one of y'all making a valid point. Um, the 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 matter of it is, and I, and I and I said this in our group chat. Ben has to take twelve to fifteen shots a game, anywhere from ten to fifteen. The reason why doesn't matter if he hits them or misses all of them. You have to give the defense something to play honest. Right now. I get that he's finding his groove, but he has to take those shots or the offense won't run like the world old machine it should run like. So somebody said something about Draymond Green. Perfect example. We all know he can't shoot. Guess what he does? He takes them. They look ugly. They don't go in. You have to take them because if I don't have to play you or have a threat of you even taking the shot, then you don't need to be on the court. It doesn't matter what else you do. So, Kool-Aid, my, my thing with that is if you have the elite shooting that is that the Nets have and the better basketball play is to let Joe Harris shoot, <laughs> is to let Patty no. shoot wide open, is to let, is to let KD or Kyrie shoot, shoot wide open. That's not always an option. That's hmm? not correct. It's not the it's best not always play an option. They, but that's not even the better play because they can shoot it better. Sometimes the better play is you, the person who can't shoot, take the shot. Right. If you're open, you should take the shot. I'm just I'm just saying I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at good basketball plays where you're giving a forty percent three point shooter a wide open shot. I think that's a better shot than trying to jump in over somebody and dunk on them. I, I don't I don't get why that's always the best shot in this particular NBA where they reward you so much for the three point shot. If you have a forty percent three point shooter, that it's the problem is the idea is that it's it's becoming a habit for him to be five feet you from the basket. You need him with, to be aggressive. Right. There's Simple a six foot three guy standing in between him and the basket, and he's not even thinking about going up and challenging. He's just already he looking. Should. Outside, pass it under the basket. Never. And I think we can can also simplify this. Like, no one here in this group is, and and this is something that I've seen a lot from from Nets fans, especially when I brought this this comment up, is that, you know, know, no one is asking Ben to take 15 footers or 14 footers or 18 footers or like the Russell Westbrook, you know, you have all your momentum and then you stop on a dime and shoot. Like, no one's asking for that. We're asking about him to take to take layups and to get and, and to be willing to get fouled. And that's like bare minimum shit. Like, like, you know, no one, no one wants him and, and no one is asking him to completely change his game because I think him becoming that honestly in, at this juncture in his career is just not happening, but he has to be willing to and able to take like the running layups and floaters. Like we saw in the Sixer series from uh, three years ago or four years ago and to be willing to get fouled, and like if you if you you know if you have to go to the free throw line, you go one of two. It's not the biggest deal in the world. And in conjunction with that, you know, I never care about quotes that guys say for the most part because I think it's kind of like a first takey get up. I don't really care. But when the quotes don't, when when the quotes are are supported by his play, that's where to me things get things get more scary, which I think is why Bam brought it up and why I also have like have brought it up, which is that if you're gonna act like you're the man and you know and and kind of like aloof to everything going on, but then on the court you're still kind of the same dude, there's a disconnect that to me just makes me a bit nervous about about what's going on there. Of like upstairs. Nah, don't be don't take that don't take that as that. He needs to find his chip. That made him him. He was broken. Like, the dude just was broken. Yeah. So, and, and, and 
And the quote I sent y'all, he said, yo, this just feels like home. I'm like, oh, that's always good for him to basically say KD and Kyrie and them making him feel at home. But I guess cool, cool and Eves, I have a question for you guys because you guys are probably um, more optimistic about uh, about Ben. Has has Ben showed anything offensively, offensively, not defensively, offensively from a from a scoring perspective or from a you know driving perspective that looks like he is mentally gotten over the hump that he was at a year and a half ago? Because to me, it's like I can't definitively answer that, and I haven't watched. Well, like the games as closely as you guys have, I've basically done highlights and have had to go in and out because of conflicts. But that's what makes me nervous because this is preseason. Like he should be d- doing the random shots that we see in in the in the Nets Instagram videos where he's taking like bizarre like you know back to the basket jumpers. So I well the I way I look at that. go ahead go ahead. The, um, my thing with Ben is, and I said it to you, Sam, he's not a hundred percent. Meaning he's healed. The surgery was a success. That doesn't always mean you get your explosiveness back right when the surgery is done. I think you, I think you see him kind of a little timid because he doesn't know what he can do yet. Um, I guess this question, I'll be able to answer it in December. Because if he doesn't get that explosiveness back, then this is him. And that's what I got to judge him on. Can, can I read you guys? Can I read you guys a quote from Scottie Pippen? Yep. Yep. This is a quote from Pippen. I think it's a good way to just kind of tie up Ben. And and he said, "This is the, the exact quote. That's his weakness: shooting the basketball. If you take that away from Ben Simmons, he has no weaknesses. That's Giannis's weakness too. But Giannis doesn't mind being humiliated. That's the difference between him and Ben." Giannis will go to the free throw line and shoot two fucking air balls and come right down the court the next time and try to dunk on you. If Ben misses a free throw, he's going to start passing before he gets to the free throw line on the other end. That, to me, is the whole idea that we can't have this guy playing scared. You want him to be instinctive. Yes, making the extra pass sometimes is the right call, but he has to have a mindset. of He is a big dude. Right. And, you know, to Clay's point, maybe his leaping and his jumping isn't quite there yet, but we need him to be in attack mode all season. That's going to make the difference between him as being a guy that's pretty good or being great for us. You know what? That's a great quote. And that's a great point. You know, I, 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 I have to agree with that. Exactly the difference between him and Giannis. Um, I, I've never seen that Scotty Pippen quote. I think that I think that's fair. Um, the success of this coaching staff and organization is going to be, does he take that next step? I don't think he's right yet either. I think I think he's 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 got to play. In fairness to him, he has not played basketball. You know, he's a big dude with, you know, he had a back surgery. Like, he's going to need 15 to 20 games to really right. feel comfortable fully cutting it loose. You know, I think Sam said it like, when he dunks, like, he's not, like, well above the basket like you would anticipate for a guy like his size. Yeah, he, he does kind of rim, you know, scrape the rim a little bit too much for my liking. That that's not he can him. He's fast though. Yeah, yeah, and he's got he's yeah. got incredible defense still. He still can guard one to five. Did did you guys see him guarding Cat? That yeah. seeing him seeing him guard Carl Anthony Towns so effectively, even though they they call those ticky tack fouls on him. Um, it, that's that's why I can't like. I, I I just find it so hard to just be mad at this kid because we've never had that player like even Kenyon, who I if in my brain and, and you guys were Nets fans in the New Jersey days and I was and I and I wasn't, but and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the best defender I remember from from that era till now or ever for the for the Nets is Kenyon, just the greatest defender that they've had, and Kenyon can't guard point guards and guards. Um, the way that he can. No, he the 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 people like Ben Simmons have evolved from the Kenyon Martins. Like that's like they right. don't they don't Kenyon Martin doesn't exist anymore. They've turned into like what Ben is. Exactly, exactly. Great point. All right, let's let's close this thing out with uh, some predictions. Kool Aid, starting with you. Not the whole season because everybody's gonna give their season prediction. 
right? What are the Nets the first 20 games based off of what you I told y'all 16 16 and 4. I'm not changing that. You still you still at 16 and 4 first 20. And if and if and if they win more, that's even better. But <laughs> to me 16 and 4 is solid. Agreed. Agreed. Because there's going to be a couple of games we're going to lose just because of um you know jailing and taking a taking the game off this one being out yeah. all the normal stuff so yeah no definitely uh bad, bad. I have that I, I would be very happy if after 20 games the team was so, something like 13 and 7 but I what think do that's you, a real what do you think they're gonna goal. be you know I, I, I anywhere from 11 to 13 wins after 20. 13 wins. At, at 11 to 13 wins yeah that that, that I, I i think that i think they're gonna get out of the gate a little slow the, the the nets just traditionally in their history have never really had fast starts um no i know i know that like that that correlation doesn't really mean anything because of new people and coaches but like they've just really never had hot starts i think if they got to 13 and 7 and you would be like this team hasn't even started playing its best basketball that would be a pretty good start for them. Like, actually, a very good true. Team. Teams that get thrown together like this, um, and especially now that it looks like I, I think Royce is going to start. And since Royce is going to start, there's a lot of new moving parts for 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 you to think what I think. But yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, some of the shitty teams in the league don't know they're shitty yet. So yep. like, still playing hard early in the year, like. Harder than maybe like an older Nets team on the you know the team like the Wizards catches you asleep on a Tuesday. So I think they're, they're thirteen and seven while they're getting their bearings. That that's a really good start. Sixteen and four. I'll fucking I'm taking you guys out to dinner. Well, we're going to dinner. I'm gonna yeah. make sure I'm make sure I'm there for that one. Anything Sam, you want from Burger King? Sam. Okay. Sam. That's cool. <laughs> I think Sam, I said, get your, what what are you gonna need? What are you gonna need for uh, a happy meal? What based off of what you saw? Not like, of course, we had our other predictions, but based off of what you saw this preseason. Yeah, I think I said thirteen and seven last time. I'll stick with that. I but I do agree with Bam. I think it'll probably be somewhere between the eleven to thirteen range. That's probably where I'm. That's probably where I'm at. Gentlemen, while I recognize that. The thirteen and seven is probably the logical way to go, and and Kool Aid's prediction is tempered, even though he's ultra excited. I am going to double down and triple down on my prediction, only because I feel the problems are going to come in the middle of the season when injuries and attrition start to 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 uh, settle in. I think that this Nets team is going to be 18 and 2. And I think they're going to shock people uh and catch people by surprise on how good they are. I I'm not even sure that the superstars on the team know how good this team is going to be. Every my all of my analysis for years and years was that we needed a player like Ben Simmons and now that we have it uh and with all of the cheat codes that a, a Ben gives you, based off the fact that he's your point guard and he lets you play three big players in the front court with him, I I just I just see a lot of success. I don't know, man. I, I this is what I wanted. I'm doubling down on it. Eighteen and two. All right, gentlemen. Any more access to grind or any more uh, uh, things that people need to know before we take off? Uh. I'll just say, you know, my, you know, you kind of, you said concerns before. I think my biggest concern is the Nets have to hit a parlay here. There's so many different things that have to go right or that could go wrong. And I think that's my biggest fear. But Bam, hold on. Before, really... Don't get away from that. Tell me, synthesize this question. Is it that it's so many things that we, because hitting a parlay means that, they that someone had to win, right? And winning is not always. You, you need you need multiple results to win. So what I'm saying is, is it possible that some of those what we consider wins based off of how our, our history is just asking them to just be normal? 
being normal is well, that, to win. That's one of the things that has to happen. I, I mean, like the coach could get fired, could be fired. The Durant and Kyrie can decide they don't want to be here anymore. Right. You know, there's so many different things that have to go right. And if it does go right, when April comes, we'll believe that that they that we have a shot. That's really all you want is you just want to believe in April. Right. The sun's peaking in April, and you know you start to whip out your t-shirts. You just want I just want to believe. No, I did not believe last year in April. I, I, you know, I think me and Sam predicted them to lose that Boston series, and frankly, mm-hmm. we were probably too uh, lenient in our predictions. Obviously, because they wound up getting swept. So, right, I nobody just, predicted a sweep. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I think you predicted a sweep the other way, maybe. Four one, four one, gentlemen yeah. sweep. So, <laughs> you know, like we said it the other day in the chat, like the the attitude, the commitment level, like right. things that we should take for granted, we cannot take for granted. So that that really over the first twenty games, more so than the record, like. I want to see the vibes. I want to see guys picking each other up. I want to see like them come back in games that they're down. That you know they can maybe mail it in early, but they don't. Mm-hmm. That that's the stuff that I'm going to be looking for early in the season. Come on, that's... this is it. This is it. This franchise is either going to go forward as a team that has to be taken seriously for the next couple of years, or it's going to get burned down to the ground. There's no there's no middle road here. No, definitely not. This is the last uh, the last uh, hurrah for them. Guys, gentlemen, we got any more? Any anything else? No. Well, that is the Nets season yeah, I preview. Do. Fuck the Knicks. <laughs> always, we are I, always fuck the Knicks around so here. So hard against Brunson. <laughs> you, it, it's my yo. I can't see Knicks. The, the text I get from Knicks fans, like I, okay. I'm literally in the chat right now, and I, they're talking about how Brunson and RJ are bargains. And I'm like, I, I hope, I hope they are the 11 seed. You know, what? I hope they're the 10 seed and they lose the first game. That's what I hope. That I, I don't even want them to do that. And it's I not even out which. I, I can't predict them to do to do that. There's teams that are better than them. 10 seed is perfect. 10 seed is perfect because it's the it's they get like a little hint of the playoffs, but then they get destroyed and then their lottery odds are, aren't good. <laughs> right, right, right. No. It's so crazy. You have to talk to kids to understand. Like for Trey, the it, in Trey's world, I mean, his perspective, the Knicks are like this barbaric team that doesn't make any sense. And he's talking to kids in Manhattan. He's like, "Who's on the Knicks now?" And they'll say names. Like if you're if you're nine, you don't know who the hell Brunson is. <laughs> it's like Jalen Brunson. Did he play in college? Who is he? You know, they don't know who he is. He's a winner. <laughs> is he? he I, I no, hope so. I've got nothing. I've got nothing against Villanova. One. one. He's a tough, hard you know player, but I don't think he's thirty million a year. I, I I don't think he's I don't think he's uh I don't think his stats on two K is too special either. <laughs> like I'm telling you, these kids see it different. Anyway. Enough on them. We are Pod Thorn, everybody. And that was the season preview. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details